<laughs> Welcome back. This is Survived. With Sophie. And Lexi. We started telling our survived story in college and we're moving on to bring you guys more. Through many different topics. And first, I have to apologize to you listeners. I'm a little under the weather this week, so please excuse my strange voice. I am trying to get over a small cold. Always happens when the weather changes. Sophie has the uh, seasonal fall mystery disease. (laughs) Yes, that. (laughs) Um, well, we're one week, or like a week and a half, into October, and I'm wondering, Lexi, what is your favorite thing about October and, like, Halloween and fall, that whole theme? It's just so beautiful here in Wisconsin, especially during October, with the leaves changing and the weather is starting to get cooler, but, like, during the day, you can still go out and it's warm mm-hmm. yet. And I just love candy corn. I love different candies. I love decorating for Halloween. Nice. Just everything about it. What's your favorite thing? Um, I would probably have to say, for sure, decorating. I love doing that because I feel like I could can decorate better for Halloween and fall than Christmas and I also really like the pumpkin patch I always have and I always will (laughs) the pumpkin patch is my favorite going to those I want to go to one like perfect day is get your favorite coffee drink go to the pumpkin patch pick out your pumpkins you know if your pumpkin patch has like other things to do there do those like hay rides and things like that and then get grab all your cute pumpkins go home and bake some cookies while you like carve them or paint them I love that oh the pumpkin seeds too Mm -hmm. fresh pumpkin seeds yeah that's probably my favorite part of the whole Halloween season Honestly, I'm picking out, like, your favorite pumpkin, too. Yes, and try to find a good one. Like, yeah. it has to be perfect. <laughs> like, it's, I know what you mean. It's like, which one do I choose? Which one do I not choose? I feel like everyone does that for Christmas trees, too. Every year, they're like, this one. Can't be too tall, too short, or, you know, too wide. It has to be the, the perfect tree. Perfect pumpkin. Yes. Welcome, great pumpkin. (laughs) Well, I hope all of our listeners are having a good fall Halloween season right now. And we're going to get into our spooky fest. So grab your fuzzy blankie and your hot cocoa. Turn off the lights light a candle, whatever you need to do to get all cozy. Because we have an episode for you. 
We are so excited to have a fun-filled October with a bunch of bonus episodes as well. Well, not a bunch, just one. Please remember to send in your ghost stories so they can be read. Um, if we get enough together, we'll be able to do a bonus episode. Yes, please send in your ghost stories or any, like, weird... Anything that has to do... If there's any funny story, like, on Halloween or something that happened to you, send that in. It doesn't even have to be about a ghost. Nope. Anything. anything. Yeah, anything that has to do with Halloween. Um, but this week. we are <laughs> this week's episode. We are going to do our first ghost of the month. So we're going to talk about the Green Briar Ghost. Yes. And I don't know if you listeners have heard of this ghost before. When Lexi first mentioned it to me, I was like, that sounds very familiar. So maybe when we get into it, some parts might come back to some of our listeners or myself. But that name sounds familiar. It does, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So Lexi, would you like to start us off? I'd love to. So Zona Heaster Sue who was a bride married to a very nice-looking young man. Before her death, which she had passed away from heart failure or some complications from a miscarriage, but they also think it could have been murder. Um, Her heartbroken mother had been convinced that her husband, who was a very good-looking man, had been killed, who killed her daughter. So they think Zona was killed instead of heart failure? Yeah, so they, like, gave a couple reasons on why, because this is in the 1800s. Sorry, guys. Um, it's 1897, by the way. Um, so they're not really sure what she could have passed away from. Mm. They think maybe like a miscarriage, which yeah could have been more possible. But throughout this story, I guess we'll figure out if it could have been murdered by her very good-looking husband. Hmm. Which Zona's mother is convinced that her husband was the one that did it. Interesting. Yeah. So Zona's mother was named Mary J. Heaster. And she was against um, kind of the match between her daughter and Aramus Stribling Trout from the start. And that name I've never heard before, so let me say the name again. Ermas Stribling Trout Shoe. Is it Shoe how you pronounce her last name? Yes. Okay. So he, he's got a long name. Um, but she, her mother, did not like them together from the total beginning. So she didn't like Zona with Ermas. She must have not known that he already had a criminal record, ooh, and served two years at the state penitentiary for stealing a horse. Wow. 
I mean, it is in the 1800s, so yeah. it was, like... That was, like, stealing a car back then, I think, right? Yeah, pretty much. Same sentence. Can't steal other people's horses. Yeah, that's their... I wonder if they, like, had, like, a system where they put, like, stolen horse alert. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. They mailed a picture of what the horse looked like. Like a drawing of what the horse looked like to everybody. It's brown and has four legs. <laughs> I don't know how they would do that, but yeah. That's pretty funny. So, to add a little bit more to Aramis's not such a good guy, and we'll start to learn that here later on. He had already been unhappily married twice. His Ooh. first wife divorced him. Yep. And he abandoned her and their child. His second wife, when he claimed to have accidentally dropped a brick on her head while he was making repairs on their roof in their home. What? I don't know if he accidentally do that, but... Yeah, you accidentally just, oops, dropped a brick. But the one thing for sure was when Mary Heaster, Zona's mother, had met Trout's shoe, he was calling himself Edward at the time, and she did not like that. So, Aramis was calling himself Edward. I guess it's kind of the same. Yeah. Which, I think it might, it's probably easier just to say Edward. Yeah. Or people refer to him as Trout Shoe because that was like his last name. But yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, heck, I wouldn't like him either. Um, he was unhappily married twice. He already served time for stealing a horse, and he claimed to accidentally drop a brick on his head of one of his wives. That's not very good look, buddy. No, he's not a very good guy, but I don't think at the time Zona knew any of this. I just think Mary um, just didn't really, like, get the good vibe from him. Like, oh, do you yeah. know what I mean when you meet somebody and you're just a little off-put by them? Mm-hmm. You're just like, you know what? I don't know about them. I don't know. Just kind of weary. Mm-hmm. So Zona actually eloped. And she wore the same high-collared, burgundy-colored dress that her husband would dress her in after death. Which is really weird weird foreshadowing. Um, But yeah. On the morning of her death in 1897, according to the Monroe Watchmen, uh, Ed... Eramos left his blacksmith shop and went to a nearby house asking the son to see if Mrs. Shue wanted to send anything to the store. The boy found her, so the boy walked in their home and found Zona on the floor, dead. Oh my goodness, that's gotta be traumatizing for the little so boy. So the little blacksmith 
So the blacksmith shop boy was the one to see her? Yes. Oh my. Yes. So later, the Green Briar uh, Independent would report that um, Edward, we'll just call him Edward because that's a lot easier to say. His, the trial for murder um, after Dr. Knopp was unable to resuscitate uh, Zona. Shu, um, also known as Edward, requested the doctor to make no further examination of the body, that he assisted in dressing the body, and in doing so, put a high collar around her neck and a very large veil. First of all, I don't know why you would want to dress your own wife if she just passed away or you're trying to hide something. Yeah, um, that is very fishy because shouldn't it be the doctor or any kind of medical examiner's job to do that and examine the body and do all of that? Yep. That is super weird. Um, and he tied a bow under her chin and that the head was observed by a number of witnesses to be loose upon the neck and her neck would drop from side and like her head would drop from side to side, just like wiggling. So obviously her neck was broken. Yeah, that is really, really strange. So, obviously, he did something. All the proof is there. Yeah. I mean, he uh, he did it. I doubt she died from anything else, but... Hmm. Still, Zona was buried with no charges made against Edward. Or Aramis. Or whatever we're going to call him. Whatever his name is. The Terrible Husband. Yeah. No charges was made against him, which is insane to me because it's there's so much evidence there. And Zona's mother said that her daughter had appeared to tell her what really happened, like appeared to her and told her what happened. Mary Heaster told her account to the county prosecuting attorney. He didn't dismiss her, but asked for names of people who might have information. When the prosecutor spoke to Dr. Knapp and learned how the husband had prevented a full examination of the body, he pursued having Zona's body exhumed, which means they dig it back up, and an autopsy performed. They found that her neck was broken and her windpipe was crushed, which is... Very strong evidence of murder by strangulation. Dun, dun, dun. He got himself caught. Mm-hmm. So that is insane that right after that happened and he was dismissed with no charges or anything and she was buried, her mother said that Zona appeared to her and told her what happened. 
She also is very adamant about it wasn't a dream and her daughter actually appeared to her. Yeah. Which, who knows? It could be that. This is a very interesting case back from the day. So, according to the Greenbrier Independent, she came back and told me that he was mad that she didn't have any food cooked for supper that night. But the second night, she told me that he squeezed her neck and it... Trigger warning. First, jointed. Like, he, like, squeezed her neck and her head just popped off. Like, that's what her daughter said that she told her in this, when she appeared to her, that it just, like, popped off. Oh, goodness. Which, uh, I don't know. This is really gross. Okay, sorry, guys. But... It only took the jury an hour to return with a verdict of murder in the first degree, uh, recommending that Edward be confined to a state penitentiary. Penitentiary. That word, because apparently I can't say that word. (laughs) For the rest of his life. So he got locked up and they threw away the case. Basically, life in prison. But they say through the evidence that was entirely circumstantial, um, the verdict had to meet general approval. Yeah, because all of the evidence was based on what the mother was saying, said that her, you know, appeared to her. I mean, I think she probably, like, she was right on her intuition in the first place mm-hmm. with this, just because usually they look at the husband, and obviously, like, this guy is not a good guy, and he has already had wives, and I don't know how you accidentally just drop a brick on someone's head. Yeah. So, Edward Chu died in the third year of his sentence from the flu epidemic, actually of the 1900s and no one from his family came to claim his body that just kind of shows you that no one liked him (coughs) and that's what you get for killing your wives yeah they were like no (laughs) no I don't want I don't want you However, we still have the question that the motive is in question. So Edward Shu had that reputation for having a hot temper and also killing and abusing his wives, like Lexi just said. And that kind of leading into the theory that the murder was an unplanned act of violence and not that he, like, planned it out and set a date and things like that. Which, probably not with the... Just probably not with Zona, though. I feel like he was in a fit rage, but I still don't understand how you just accidentally drop a brick on somebody's head. 
Like, I guess it can happen, but I don't believe it with him. For what happened to his second wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? And there are also relatives of him who said that he had no motive because he didn't kill his wife. That still strongly believe that he had nothing to do with it. And that it was some type of natural thing that happened with her. Like a like heart disease or a heart attack or a miscarriage that went wrong. And she died from that. But... I don't believe that, but that's just my opinion. I don't believe that either. And I feel like if they actually, like, really investigated this case, they would find a whole hunk of evidence. I mean, her body was obviously, like, strangled. Yeah. And how is that natural? That's not natural. They found a crushed windpipe. No, if you died from a miscarriage, that's the last thing that's going to be destroyed. And if you back it up... Obviously, he told a little boy to go ask her. So then it looked like to everyone else that he wasn't in the room when it happened. He, you know, was doing something else and he had that alibi to go to when she was found. Yep. So So he, he could have done it. Like, I feel like the other thing, too, is like you're in the 1800s. You don't have like an accurate time of wait, like when someone died so he could have done it two hours prior you just never know yeah i don't or the night before who knows who knows but this part is kind of is this is the cool part of the case it is the only known case which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. I know. You would never think that, but I mean they they used it in the nineteen hundreds. I mean in the eighteen hundreds, so I mean at least it put mm-hmm. someone away. And then that makes me want to think, would they ever use it in today's world, like in twenty twenty three? I feel like probably not. I feel like you could just already tell when a husband. Well, yeah. Maybe also because there's a lot of skeptics out there. There are people who I mean, are. They do like, use, like, psychics in cases a lot, though, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We do kind of have, like, the... Um, I don't necessarily think they're called, like, forensic psychics, but they... They try to help with locating people or, like, trying to find out where people are and seeing future things. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think they help out a lot, too. Well, for the most part. I feel like they're helpful, but sometimes it's, like, a hit or miss. Yeah. Like, you never know. I guess I would just but hey Zona was literally like I am not dying like this and can't do this to another person she was like uh uh-uh. uh I'm telling my mom on you 
Nope, and then he got what came to him. Mm -hmm. So, crazy to think that, like, he almost just got away with it, like, again. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there are people who are known to do crazy things like that. Yeah. And for our listeners, if you haven't heard of this story before... This is a crazy story that we just talked about. I've, I have. Once we started reading it, I was like, oh, I have heard this story before. This is like a crazy story how it all went down. And I remember it was um, like talking about the digging up or like the exhuming her body. Um, the whole town was really against that because they were like, nope. There she's buried. We did the funeral. We're done. We're not exhuming her body. Just to just for somebody to have a vision, you know? And it was like it took a lot of persuasion, I wanna say, from the doctor to get that autopsy. But once they finally looked at it, they were like, Oh, I'm so glad we did this. I feel like, though, if Zona's mom wanted it, she has every right. Yeah. I think it also was, like, religious stuff, too. Oh, that's true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Crazy, crazy story. That's a good story. Yeah. Sorry, I just dropped my mic. <laughs> and if you guys have any crazy stories any spooky stories anything that has to do with halloween let us know please send it to us (laughs) we'll be we will read it yes but we're gonna keep this episode a little short today just because of my sickness i do apologize guys hopefully next week i'll be feeling tip-top shape and a lot better but don't forget to like and follow our instagram page and our facebook you haven't already yeah please like it but anyways This has been Survived with Sophie (laughs) and Lexi. Bye, guys. Bye.